Hey, hello, this is Justin Belguarini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform, and you are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is I Love Being a Failure, Part 2. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. As artists, we work years, decades, sometimes our entire lives honing our craft, trying to become masters. And yet it's all for moments, for a great audition, for a great performance, for a great run in a show. But what happens in between those moments? We are doing battle every single day with ourselves and with the industry and with all the things going on in our lives. But the real question is, how do we prepare our minds, our spirits, our bodies, and our business sense to do battle and to win on the battlefield of our artistry? The Warrior Artist Podcast answers those questions and a whole lot more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you're listening to The Warrior Artist Podcast. Now, I normally don't like to repeat topics, although there are some topics that are woven in between uh, different podcasts, but this was really important to me because I felt like with yesterday's podcast, I left out something that I was a really important concept. And so I want to tell you a story about one time. There's a place in Pennsylvania, and I don't know if it's uh, a national chain. I think it is, but I don't know where they would be. Bally's Fitness. It's like a gym. It's like uh, LA Fitness or like whatever these other gyms. But Bally's Fitness has been around or at least was around at the time for quite uh, quite a few years. And so I worked for this company, Cutting Edge Entertainment, which was a DJ and wedding and bar and bat mitzvah company. And for this company, I was a dancer. So basically we went to parties, whether they were weddings, but they were mostly bar and bat mitzvahs. And we would dance with the kids and with the bubblas and with the keep everybody especially the kids uh entertained while the adults had a great time now if you know nothing about bar and bat mitzvahs it is uh and uh, i'm not jewish so forgive me if i miss some of the finer points but it's basically the coming of age of a man or a woman in the jewish faith a young man or a young woman in the jewish faith normally they're 13 years old And they have this big party. Some of them uh, are just simple parties. Others are like 30, 40, 50, 60, $100,000 lavish parties uh, for these kids. And if you've ever had to perform for a group of 13-year-olds, you'll know that they are the absolute toughest audience in the world. But, 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 if you can get them... And if you can make them excited and happy and having a great time, oh man, the world is your oyster because they're tough and they're sassy. So I work for the company that did that. And during shows, during, well, we call them shows, but during parties, we would do this like party pump. And at the beginning of the party, it would be like a wedding, you know, now introducing uh, so-and-so who just turned 13, who's now a man or now a woman. I mean, it wasn't that basic, but... It was like that, and and everybody would get onto the dance floor, and we would do this thing called party pump, which is basically more or less 
getting these people to exercise to the music and doing like these, we would stand up in front of the audience on the dance floor and we would like do like party pumping moves. Oh God, it sounds so cheesy just saying it out loud, but it's true and it was really fun and it was a great way to literally get everyone pumped up and like a little sweaty and just like warm up the crowd like literally warm up the crowd so that's what we did now the reason why I talk about Bally's is because my boss who still owns the company great guy said, you know what, I want to do something like a sort of a promotional thing at this gym. And he was looking for some more clients and just kind of getting the name of our company, Cutting Edge, out there. And so he said, hey, look, um, I'm going to get some of my best dancers and we're going to do a 45 minute sort of uh, party pump class in Bally's Fitness. And me being uh, young and foolish, I think I was like 21 or 22 at the time, uh, said, oh, that sounds really cool. I mean, what, what, what we party pump, right? We know how to like get people to do moves and stuff like that. We can totally translate that into what would be in essence an aerobics class. So myself and a couple other dancers go to Bally's Fitness and there's this class and people show up for it so the four of us are up in front of the room now mind you i've never ever taught any sort of class <laughs> i've taken plenty of them at this point in my life but i'd never taught any class i had done plenty of parties i knew certain moves uh you know and when it comes to the party pump and it's like literally you would think about you know, some of those old aerobics videos that you would watch. I mean, it's not nearly as corny as that. I guess it is a little corny like that, but it, it's it's the same sort of thing. You're like, okay, now pump your fist, right hand, right hand up, right hand down. And like, oh yeah, and like, you know, it's that. Oh gosh, it sounds so ridiculous even just saying it out loud. But we go and about 25 people, 30 people show up for this class. And it's some men, mostly women, uh, in their 40s, plus somewhere between, you know, uh, they're, they're in the late, late 30s, mid 40s. And so here are these kids, in essence, teaching these adults this party pump class. And so we turn on the music and it's janky. We have no idea. I mean, we have no idea what we are doing. And so we turn on the music. And we start doing sort of our moves, like, all right, everybody, here we go. Let's warm up, and everybody's, and it's going really well. And, you know, we're doing the warm-up moves and getting everybody started. And then we start into our sort of like, you know, jock jams, party pumping sort of moves. And we're pumping our fists, and we're all having a good time. And we're just working hard, we're sweating, and everything's great. And I'm like, yeah, this is so cool. And then we realize that okay, we're out of party pumping moves. Like between the four of us, we're looking at each other and we're like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? I don't know. Because we didn't plan any of this. Oh, no, no, no. That would have been too intelligent. We were like, yeah, we're just going to go in there. We're going to wing it. And so in front of these 30 people, we're up there and we are winging the living hell out of this thing. And uh, so we get to about... 
10 minutes into the class and we're like, we're out. We're out of ideas. So we start recycling ideas and the things that we've done before. And you just get that, you know, that sort of fanny puckering feeling when something is really wrong and you don't know how to fix it and and it's things just start to get awkward well that began to happen and the people who were taking the class could see us like really starting to freak out and trying to like figure things out and I mean we were sweating for a whole other reason because we were like oh my gosh there's a half hour left in this class and we don't know what to do and so, I mean, literally, it got to the point where, <laughs> oh my God, we were skipping around the room. Like skipping, like think tra-la-la-la-la, skipping down the thing. But we were going like, everybody follow me. I literally came up with the idea to just skip, but to do it in a sort of athletic way. And it wasn't athletic, it was unbelievably stupid. Like literally I was doing anything to just have some, and so, people started skipping around the room and about five or six people had had it and they left the class. And so we were down to like 20 people and we were trying to do these moves and we're like, okay, everybody get on your back now. We're going to do some bicycles. And another five people left and another few minutes go by and another like five or six people left. We had, we were literally down to about five or six people you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes into this class of a 45 minute class. And I think they stayed just because they felt bad for us. And what's worse is that some of the people that I was working with, a couple of the, the, the instructors, quote unquote, because God knows you can call us that, were so embarrassed that they left too. They're like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so it was me and one other person and we just duffed it out. We're like, look, we 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 told these people we we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it. And so the minutes go by, and we are recycling stuff, and we are just trying, and we are sweating, and I am embarrassed. I feel like the biggest failure. And I look up at the clock, and thank goodness, it's like you know that sort of the clock that goes tick, 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 like it was over and I was profusely apologizing to people thanking them for staying the the fibers the smattering of people that were there I thanked them for staying and it was one of the most embarrassing horrific fanny puckering experiences of my entire life and I'll never forget it but the reason why I tell you is because it opened a door for me I failed so miserably but I stuck with it, I didn't give up, and ultimately I learned from it, and I know that I will never ever go into a situation like that, whether it's in the classes that I teach now, or in an audition, or wherever, and be that unprepared. I mean, be unprepared at all, but be that significantly unprepared. And so, the reason why I say I love being a failure, the concept that I want to impart to you is that I am not afraid to fail anymore. When you are not afraid to fail, you will be liberated. 
Think about it. Think about those people. We all know them, and especially if you have any theater friends, you know these people who are willing to do and say the most silly, ridiculous things and put themselves out there, and they're, they're willing to make a fool of themselves, right? And they're sometimes some of the most fun, funny people you know. When you are unafraid to fail, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities. Um, the other day, my uh, I bought these pan flutes, these silly little pan flutes for my sons for Christmas. And God knows I play them way more than they do. But I was just messing around on one. And my daughter said, oh, that sounds like uh, that SpongeBob episode, SpongeHenge. And we used to love to watch SpongeBob. And I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of does. And the melody is like, do, 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 do. No, it's not that. That's not what it is. Uh, I forget what the melody is. It doesn't matter. But I was like, huh, okay. And I tried to figure it out. And then my wife came and she's like, well, wait, why don't we look it up on YouTube? And so we looked it up on YouTube. And, oh, it's do, 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 do. And you probably don't even care, and I'm singing it like an idiot, but again, I'm willing to put myself out there and, and, and be a fool. But that's what it was, and I was listening to it and experimenting on the panfu, listening to it, experimenting, and eventually I got it. And my daughter was like, you're just... You're so, like, good at everything. And my wife was like, yeah, because he's... Will, nah, he's just willing to just go for it. He doesn't care if he messes it up. And I had never thought about it that way. And of course, I'm not good at everything. But like, I tend to be a quick learner and I tend to be like, at least good at the outset at a lot of different things because I'm not, I'm not afraid to completely mess it up. I'm not thinking, oh, what are people going to think if I don't do this right? And oh, Which we all think at some point. But I just kind of, do it and I'm willing to fall flat on my face. God, especially when it comes to snowboarding, literally. But those who are willing to fall flat on their face, who play full out, who are willing to put themselves out there, who are unafraid to fail. I mean, now look, we're human. We all have fears about failure and whatnot. And But, but you know what I'm saying, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like you just, just, just freaking do it. You might fall flat on your face, but you are you are 99.9% ahead of the rest of the people who are usually trying things because they're so self-conscious, they're so worried about what everyone else thinks, they don't want to be made fun of, they don't want to look like a fool, they don't want to X, Y, and Z, whatever their reasoning is, but if you can let go of all that, all of that energy that you would normally put towards worry and self-consciousness and all sort of stuff gets gets rerouted into learning and or performing what it is that you're trying to do. And it's unbelievably liberating. So, don't be afraid to fail. Just put yourself out there. And believe me, it will suck at first. You will feel like a fool. But eventually, just like a muscle, just like going to the gym, you can't go to the gym once and be like, ah, ran two miles, I'm fit. No. It sucks running those first two miles. But if you'd run those two miles every single day, a month from that point, that two miles would be nothing for you and you're going to want to run four or five or six. And there's going to be a new level for you to go to. So don't be afraid to fail. Some of my biggest failures were some of my biggest lessons that helped me to create some of my biggest successes. 
So I welcome failure. I welcome falling flat on my face because when I pick myself and dust my pick myself up and dust myself off, I've learned a lesson that most people don't even have the courage to learn. All right, that's all I got for you. Make it an amazing day. I'm Justin Bell Guarini, and you've been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast.